Welcome to RUF. Um, so we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and tonight we're talking about gentleness. If you guys want to stand, go ahead and read Galatians 5, 16 through 26. But I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, for the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, orgy, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do, do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there are no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with it, with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Um, so, it's a poll here. Who's uh, memorized that? Somebody memorized that so far? Yeah. Pull my notes right here. Because we do that every week. I figured somebody might take to uh, memorizing that. I don't know. It's just me. So we're talking about gentleness tonight, and for some reason my notes are upside down. When I think about gentleness, uh, the first thought that comes to my mind is this guy who is in a sweater with um, kittens on it, and it's probably wearing glasses um, with, there we go, some lights in here. Probably wearing some kind of slacks, working at a, some kind of retirement home, uh, reading to old men and women. Um, so that's a, a very weak mindset that we have um, of what gentleness is. We tend to think of, it's not something that uh, we're going to have men conferences, like men are not going to have conferences on how to be gentle. Those are not traits that we flock to. Um, we attribute it, I guess, more to a, a nurturing nature uh, that's very tender and kind. Uh, but we're going to, I guess we're going to kind of look at that, but see some differences there. How we define it today, look at the dictionary. Um, gentleness is defined as moderate, gradual, not severe, rough, or violent. Some of the synonyms with that are peaceful, soothing, tender, careful, and cautious. Another word that's linked to gentleness is meekness. They share the same Greek word, um, and that can be defined as docile, submissive, and tame. So those are just attributes that we're just jumping at to be here on this campus, I'm sure. Um, we're going to look at what the Bible says about gentleness and um, see what we can learn from that. Um, well, we can start off with saying that it's a fruit of the Spirit, and that's pretty obvious, but... 
That means it's a trademark of God. And so it's a reflection of who he is. So that means that God is gentle. Uh, we also see that God gives us freedom. If you look at the beginning of Galatians, you see that God has given us freedom to act in the fruits of the Spirit. Um, John 8, uh, God shows gentleness to the adulterous woman. Scribes and the Pharisees uh, bring Jesus, this woman, I'll read it. Uh, they bring in this lady who is brought, who's caught in adultery, placing in the midst of him. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground, and they, said, and they heard it. They went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No, Lord. No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, sin no more. So he says, an opportunity that obviously would have seemed like the right thing to do would be to stone her. And Jesus could have been seen right in the eyes of the Pharisees by, by doing such a thing. Uh, but he shows kindness to her. He's gentle with her. Instead of sharing harsh words with her, he shows her kindness uh, and gentleness. Um, but he's harsh to the men. Um, so we see that he shows strength to them, but kindness and soft words with the woman. Um, one of the things I thought about was that the people of Israel, uh, God shows gentleness to the people of Israel, 40 years in the wilderness. And, and in a lot of ways, I think that's a picture of us. Um, we go around walking, um, complaining about where God has us in life, complaining about possibly our classes or our teachers or uh, or whatever it is. We, we build idols for ourselves and we shy away from what the world deems strong. Um, we also see that, um, well, I guess I could elaborate a little bit on that. Um, God continues to show gentleness and kindness in the, the people of Israel, just like he does to us. Even though we do all of those things, now, if you look in the Old Testament, a lot of stuff did go down with the people of Israel. But he continued to be their God, as he promised to be. He continued with his word um, to his people, as he does to us today. We can see in 1 Kings 19. I really, I'm a fan of this one, uh, 11 through 13. Um, Elijah is under attack, and he's afraid that he's going to be killed. And so he says, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. <clears throat> and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound. The sound of a low whisper. So we see like God's strength is displayed to him earthquakes and fires and, and these winds that Elijah sees. But he's, he comes to him in a 
soft voice, uh, a low whisper. Uh, we see in Mark 9 that God displays his gentleness to the disciples. And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest, and sat down. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all, and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in his midst of them, and taking him in, in his arms, he said to, the, to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. So, in the same way that we see the, the wind and the, and the fire and the earthquakes, God takes, or Jesus takes a moment to show gentleness. It's a time for him to teach. He calls them close and he sits them down. And he calls a child in their midst and tells them to, to love the child. He shows them an example. As opposed to, like right before this, Jesus says, the Son of Man is going to die. Jesus is saying this. And I'm going to die and give my life. And, the, and then they say, who's the greatest here? It's like Jesus could have said, are you serious? Like, are you my disciples? Have you been following me this whole time? Like, you haven't got this, gotten this at all. I'm, like, this is the whole purpose of me being here. And, and they're talking about who's the greatest. Like, you should, you're going to die. I mean, he tells them eventually, like, you're going to die as well. Um, so he takes a moment to bring them close to teach them. Um, we see in Matthew eleven twenty nine that Jesus is gentle and lowly in heart. He says that his yoke gives us rest. Um, we also see that those who are gentle will inherit the earth and that they're blessed. The ultimate sign of gentleness uh, is salvation. God shows us gentleness by sending it, crucifying his son for us. Like we deserve to be crucified and to hang on a cross. And yet God takes the justice and the judgment and puts it on Jesus. He shows us kindness in a moment that we rightfully deserve something. He brings us close and speaks to us and cares for us and tells us that he loves us. So what is what we understand and think about our gentleness affect or what we know affect how we understand it? I spoke on kindness, so I keep tripping up a little bit. Um, we see that it has something to do with strength. Um, it has something to do with not turning on the full blast here on us and, and gunning us down, but moderating his strength towards us. Um, this is a good definition. Uh, Baker's uh, Evangelical Dictionary. It might not mean anything to any of y'all, but uh, gentleness, the sensitivity of disposition and kindness of behavior founded on strength and prompted by love. So as we begin to under, understand it, I like to picture it as an egg. So you have an egg, but you, you have to be careful how you handle the egg. You don't just throw it around like you would a basketball or whatnot. You handle it with care and tenderness. Um, but I, and I think the egg also represents us, that we are broken and weak people, and God shows us tenderness. 
and keeps us from breaking. Um, so I know that's not entirely inclusive, but I just like the idea of an egg, um, that it, it could break. You could easily drop it. You could easily just place it down and it could break. It's not like you have to throw it on the ground in order for it to break. Um, God is capable of so much more, and yet he shows us tenderness. Um, when we start to think about like what, how our, our actions say about gentleness, we see that we are led to fighting and anger. I know a lot of times I'm drawn to, I guess some could say I'm gentle, but I know that I struggle with gentleness as well. I've been called a gentle giant before. Um, but we all struggle with gentleness. We all, we even may think that we're doing something good by signs of niceness, by being nice to someone's face, but speaking behind their back, um, saying, oh, no, it's fine. It, you know, I don't have a problem with that. And then just dropping them, whatever, you're talking with somebody and, well, you know, so-and-so's, whatever. Those, that's not gentleness or kindness or love, even though it appears or has the sign of my, being nice. Um, we see that we need God and we need his grace um, in the circumstance, and we need God's grace in all of these situations. Um, so we see that we're commanded to uh, to show gentleness in our actions. Second uh, Timothy two twenty four and twenty five, and the Lord's servants must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of truth. So we're com commanded, we see that we're commanded to show gentleness. We see that God displays gentleness. We, we understand that, but how does that affect us? It affects us by when in our interaction to God, uh, we see that we have to rely on God. We see that when he speaks into our life and commands us to go somewhere, we accept that. Um, we see that God's will is the best thing for us. Uh, because for God to glorify himself, which he does, brings about our most good. Um, and we, we understand that we don't need to control our lives anymore because God being controlled is the best thing. I mean, if you want to look at back at the Israelites uh, creating a calf and worshiping, it's probably not the best thing. Uh, a lot of people died that day. Um, <clears throat> so we see that God is, God being in control is a good thing, but it also affects how we deal with other people, the gentleness that we share with other people. Um, so I want to bring up a couple of scenarios for you and see how you would handle them. Um, so you walk in on your roommate having sex with another person. That could be a situation, and that has happened to me before, um, as I'm sure some of you may have experienced this or heard about it. Um, I feel like, if, for one, if the person is a Christian, Galatians 6 tells us that we should handle them with gentleness instead of freaking out or going around talking about them and condemning them to all of our friends or whatnot. We are drawn to bringing other people down and making more of ourselves. And so how do we handle those kind of situations? Do we love that person? You know, and confront them in a gentle manner. Maybe 
you know, I don't really appreciate what you did. I don't really feel like that glorifies God. And, um, or they may not be a Christian. I mean, I feel like that might be even tougher. Um, do you love them and care for them instead of like freaking out? I mean, you could walk away too, I guess. Um, but <laughs> they're just like, guys, I think this is probably not really a good thing here. Um, some other situations that we we probably face is people eating our food or breaking a game console. Like those are, I think of a game console. I'm sure there's something for women like a hair dryer or somebody breaks <laughs> like a. <laughs> Men, men prize their game consoles or a guitar. Somebody breaks something extremely valuable to you and important. How do you respond to that person? Um, what do you do when you do find out that somebody was talking about you or that they, somebody just completely defaces you and belittles you in front of other people? Like those are times that we want to be angry, that we want to be upset. Um, but God calls us to act in gentleness. And I'm not saying that we always have to respond you know, I'm really hate that you did that, and I wish you wouldn't do it again. Like God calls us to be angry at points uh, and to not sin, but we have to be tender and careful and thoughtful in the way that we approach people, the way that we show them kindness. Um, so this freedom that God gives us, uh, if you look at the beginning of Galatians 5, this is what allows us to step into gentleness. Uh, we, we often think that being angry and lashing out at people is freedom. Our flesh and desiring, like see, pursuing our desires is freedom. I have the freedom to do whatever I want or, or whatnot. Our culture may tell us, but that's not freedom. We're bound to those things. That's why we struggle so much with it. There's chains uh, wrapped around our wrists and our heart. God gives us freedom to, to love people, to show them kindness, to show goodness to show faith. Um, gentleness is what allows a king to ride on a donkey. Or we can think about a president who shows up in a station wagon. Someone of great honor uh, brings himself low for us. Um, that's what allows us to show people gentleness, to be gentle to them. We would think that... Um, Um, we would think that the president would deserves, you know, his chariots, if you will, his of uh, black cars. Um, the president or the Jesus deserves to ride in on a stallion. He deserves the best, and yet he he chooses that. The people think that oh, Jesus is going to show up on a stallion and take over the kingdom and rule. And nope, none of that. Um, so we see Jonas. Uh, we know that God is gentle with us um, for what he did on the cross. Um, we understand that, and, and we act. That calls us to act. But how do we do that? We walk in the Spirit. We feed on Christ. Um, these are hard things. Um, I tell you to be gentle, and you're going to go out and be like, I'm going to be gentle to everybody. Like, it's really hard to do those things, to love people, to put aside yourself. I would say that's the hardest thing, is to remove the pride 
uh, that we have in our hearts to make much of ourselves, to glorify ourselves. So we have to delight in God um, through prayer, reading scripture, like conversation with him. It's not just a text you pick up. This isn't just a club, social club, where we come to hang out and talk about this guy. Like This is an intimate relationship that we have with the creator of the universe. Um, and so this is what allows us to show gentleness to those around us. Um, we see that, um, that we are Israel, that we are the adulterous woman. Um, we are the ones that deserve uh, God's full blast. Um, I forget what those guns are called. You know, like water guns. We deserve for God to like hose us down. Um, super soaker. Super soaker, yes. <laughs> we deserve God to turn on the full blast, but he doesn't. Uh, it's, it's a small whisper that he brings to us. Um, it's a teaching moment. It's him loving us in the midst of <clears throat> what would seem like his right to show anger. And so we need to know that God loves us. Like, this is exciting. Like, God is gentle, and we should be gentle, and we should see that gentleness is so much more than a meek, weak person. It takes a lot of strength to put aside yourself, but we have God that gives that to us. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And gentleness brings freedom to other people and allows other people to have repentance in their life. Uh, we set people free all around us by showing them kindness and love and gentleness. Um, our actions have a huge impact on those around us. Um, so don't think that you're unimportant and that you're just going to college and it doesn't really matter. Like, people see you. They know you. And um, you'll probably never know who some of those people are. And you may, you may know, but um, it's like a huge ripple effect. Being kind to someone or showing someone gentleness could lead to them showing gentleness, them showing kindness, um, or receiving Christ as their Savior. Savior, get that word out there. That's a beautiful thing, and um, that's what we should be here for. We should be here for reaching this campus for God, uh, for Christ, and equipping them to serve. I mean, is it on this one or that one? Um, our goal is for you to hear this and to go do it, um, to be active on the campus. Um, so with that, I'm going to close and uh, pray for us. Um, dear God, I thank you for this time to, uh, for you to just speak to me up here as well, as well as your word that shows how gentle you are, uh, that shows how you care for us, that we deserve uh, so much more for your justice, and yet you give that to Jesus. Um, thank you. And I pray that we would take that to heart, that we would see that, understand that, uh, and take it to action and feed on you daily uh, to see intimacy with you, um, that we would not do a little of that. So I thank you and praise you. I pray that you would be with the students and their studies and that um, there would be a light on this campus. In Jesus' name, amen.